Argue the Toss from GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella. And I'm Drew. And together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games. Indeed we are. Well, Although, not this week. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're back to TV again. <laughs> yep, we're doing another uh, TV roundup episode. I guess it's not really a roundup. It's not. Like, uh, it's only it's two, uh, uh, two things. Things we were binging at the beginning of this yes. year. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, what, what are you going to talk about? I'm talking about Bates Motel. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be talking about the new Netflix Dirk Gently series, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Excellent, which, that's a good title. Yeah, right. and uh, unlike last time, uh, we've actually, well, you've watched uh, Dirk Gently as well. Yeah. So we can actually sort of discuss it rather than just me going on about it. And yeah. I've watched a little bit of Bates Motel, admittedly only the first episode, but I thought okay. it was really good. At least you've like sampled it. Yeah, yeah. we actually recorded this show before, we did. but there was a technical glitch, there as was. is the way with these things, so we're mm-hmm. recording it again. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Bates Motel, um, I got totally obsessed with it. I think there were three episodes... Uh, three seasons out, and I think um, season four. I think there's a season four and five coming, and four is out in March. I think yeah. I could be confusing that with Twin Peaks. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I think it's already aired on the TV channel, but it's going to be on Netflix in the next uh, few months. And yeah. then there's the fifth season, which I don't think is aired yet, but that's the last season. Yeah, apparently. that's what I've heard, which is quite good. I think. Yeah, that's probably as as long as the legs are on this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I when I heard, um, like, yeah, sort of, it's basically Norman Bates, the early years from uh, Hitchcock Psycho. And I thought, yeah. oh, that, do I really, do we need that? <laughs> yeah. Does I mean, the world need that? I mean, that was my reaction to sort of first hearing about it as well. Was it, it, it sat in those, uh, in the same sort of slot as uh, shows like Elementary, which is what I talked mm. about last time, where it's, oh, it's an American Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that sounds a bit stupid. I'll give that a miss. And then three seasons later, I hear, oh, actually, this is really good. And uh, yeah, I go back to it and find out that I wasn't really giving it a fair shake. Yeah, exactly. It's because um, Netflix does that thing where they kind of promote certain shows. So yeah. it's like at the top of your list and so it was there and I saw I really love the fact that Netflix now does trailer type things yeah because I always used to drive me nuts having to get my phone out to look at a trailer to see if I wanted to watch something Mm. um and I was just like really intrigued just from the trailer and added it to my list and then started watching it and couldn't stop um it's yeah it's really great I thought it found it really gripping and um the cast is fantastic. Um, the woman who plays Norma Bates, Norman Bates's mother, is yep. just incredible. Um, she's called Vera Farmiga or Farmiga, yeah. and um, and then Norman Bates is played by Freddie Highmore, who it took me ages to realize who he was because I was like, I know that kid from somewhere. His like big blue eyes. He was in some Stephen Polyakov um drama on BBC this this winter. So I recognised him oh, from right. that. Um but he's um Charlie from um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka. Oh yeah the Tim Burton one was called. Oh right, yeah. I've yeah. Not... So not, not surprising you didn't recognise him. That would be a really difficult one to place. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was a child actor I'd seen in something, yeah. and I was like, I just recognise that 
boyish sort of angelic blue eyes and yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So and he's a really great Norman as well. And yeah, he is. He's really because um, he's got this real sort of um, fragility to him. At mm. least you know in in the beginning, you know he just he he's he is just like sweet and seems quite naive and um yeah and it's just like a kind of an odd guy and he wears his little v-neck sweaters and his straight trousers he doesn't like really wear jeans and t-shirts or look like a normal kid and um but yeah bizarrely gets flocked by a gang of gorgeous girls on his first day at school. Yeah, that is really strange. I, I was sitting there watching that, just thinking, okay, that's a that that's not my experience of, of you know yeah. of school. Uh, yeah, but yeah. no, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, when we talked about this uh, the last time when we uh, re-recorded, uh, pre-recorded, when, when we originally recorded yeah. this episode, uh, I was talking about how the this show would hang on whether or not they cast Norman Bates correctly because mm. Norman Bates is such a sort of specific thing he's still you know well played mm. by Anthony Perkins he, that character is all his own mm. and I was th- I, I was worried that it would be difficult to replicate that performance but he really does he really he, mm. as soon as I started watching that show I thought oh yes I can accept this as yeah. Norman Bates he's really good yeah because he's just he's quiet and very still yeah and, and yeah he's it's just like a really restrained performance yeah. and then Norma Bates is the foil to that because she's kind of frantic and yeah. you know she's got all these plates she's trying to spin because she's a single mother and you know we get to see that the history of what happened you know of sort of this catalytic incident that they had when he was younger and yeah. um you know she's so she knows that there's something not right with Norman that he's he's not a normal boy is what she always says and she's trying to hide all these things about their past and and there's a sort of she has she's really good at this sort of comedic element as well which brings a kind of lightness to the show and oh I just think she's fantastic she's so watchable and as it goes on it becomes more and more her show yeah yeah, it's really the sort of Norma Bates show, and she's a fantastic character because you think, oh, they're just going to have this haranguing mother who, you know, picks his clothes out for him and doesn't want him to speak to girls and, you know, just is this trope. But she's not that. Um, she's got a life of her own and her own desires, and, you know, she has flings with guys in the town and um she just seems to be a chaos magnet <laughs> yeah. yeah they definitely hinted that in the, in the pilot episode as well that it's the norman comes home from school and he wants to join an after school class or whatever it is and there's this moment where you think she's going to refuse and yeah. she's like oh okay well i've got to do this and you you know you need to be here for, for me and then there's there's a moment where they face off and then she withdraws she's like oh of course, I'm not going to be the mother who yeah. uh, stops you from doing that, which is not what you expect from no, sort of Norma Bates. Exactly. She's got a she's got a decent amount of self awareness. She doesn't seem like an insane person. No. It's exactly. yeah. It's just it, it's yeah. really well done. Yeah, it is. It's really well done, and she's just I just find her completely so watchable, and yeah. she has this lovely sort of love hate relationship with the sheriff. Yeah. 
Of oh, like... that's the, uh, yeah, I met, I met that guy. Is that uh, Nesta Carbonell's yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, it's like, I had to do a double take when, because I'd never, I don't know this actor. And I was like, oh my God, he looks like Anthony Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like, I get, yeah, I see what you mean. He's got like there, there are pictures of them side by side because loads of people have spotted this. I had oh, to right. Google him because I didn't know him. I was like, is that his son or something? That is just freaky how much he, how yeah. similar they are. Um, yeah, because yeah, he's got the very dark um, lashes and very straight brows and yeah, straight yeah, features of Anthony Perkins. So that, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one, but um, they have this great sparky relationship because he just does not trust her <laughs> oh fair enough yeah but um but really likes norman which um is great mm. and then i really like the fact that when you first when the show first opens in the pilot you don't know what time period it's in because she drives this old style mercedes this big kind of i don't know like 60s 70s era mercedes and she dresses in these kind of um sort of late 50s early 60s kind of tea dresses um sort of day dresses rather and you know looks a bit kind of 50s um and um yeah i like the way they do that and so and then you realize that it's actually modern day because i don't know someone has a mobile phone or something but it takes a while to see to realize what period it's in and then you're like, oh, okay, is this going to work that they've done this? But I think it really does. Yeah, uh, it sort it it definitely sort of contributes to the sort of twin peaksness of the town. It it yeah. takes you out of time and it makes it a little bit more dreamlike, a little bit more removed from you know exactly. actual society. I think that works really well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was what I was going to mention next. It is does have that twin peaks element in that mm. it's small town America. And when you, you know, look under the rug, <laughs> there's yeah. all sorts of seething darkness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I read an interview with uh, one of the creators, who I think, is it Damon Lindelof? Uh, I might look that up. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, well, he's one of the um, guys who worked on Lost, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, they, uh, Carlton Cuse, not the, the other one, who is not Damon Lindelof. Uh, but he uh, said, uh, well, we... Twin Peaks was one of the best shows ever, uh, but there are only, what, 20 episodes of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we said, what if we make the other 70? <laughs> so yeah, Bates Motel is definitely sort of... Uh, sort of ripping not, not ripping it off, I don't want to go that far. No, but, but riffing off it. Oh, sorry, I thought you said... No, uh, no, no. Yeah, that's um, But yeah, it's definitely... that. That's one of its primary influences. It's trying to give you more of that. Yeah. And... Uh, from but what I've seen, like, that works really oh, well. Like heavily, uh, that you can just see the the sort of out of time kind of element and the yeah. sort of pretty town with a dark um, underbelly. Um, yeah. You know, there aren't like sort of people speaking backwards. And no, no. Things like that. It's not quite as surreal, but yeah, it definitely has that touch to it, uh, which I like. Yeah, it's kind of like Twin Peaks meets Dawson's Creek meets Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you know it has that kind of teen drama element to it. Because obviously he's at high school and there are girls and whatever. But and sometimes you think, oh God, where is it going? And then they kind of pull it back. It's very restrained in, I think, all the way, all the way through. Um, yeah, and I just got totally hooked. And then I like the fact that there's 
a scene where they're in the car and it's filmed like an old old style film where the the, the car is clearly not moving and it's like yeah. the background is moving and they do little things like that that I just love that sort of kind of breaks the fourth wall kind of thing yeah um, that is pretty good. yeah I mean, I, it's been a really long time since I've seen Psycho, so there are things that I keep... I mean, there are obvious things like they're fixing mm-hmm. a shower in room <laughs> number four or something. Yeah. But I think there are other elements. I mean, and you see the rock... The first time you see the rocking chair is kind of creepy and and stuff like that. Um but I'm sure there are probably other tiny little references that I'm missing because it's so long since I've seen it. So I'd really like to watch it again. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's well worth it. Yeah, there's um. It's not I'd... my favourite Hitchcock, I have to say. No. No, what, what I was kind it? of just like, eh, okay, because it's so hyped up, and uh, you know, you're expecting something, and it yeah. Was, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a strange one, is Psycho. It. it it's kind of off rhythm with the rest of his films. It, yeah. It, it's much more. It's more of a horror film than a suspense film. Even though it is still a suspense yeah. film. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it's, like it's very birds. out of step. Birds is the same kind of. Yeah, exactly. And, and and the birds is not my favorite either. No. Um, but yeah, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. Um. Uh, sorry, I don't know references. <laughs> I was going on about. Film oh yeah, references. Movies. That was it. Yeah, there's um there's a very sort of avert. A uh, hint at, at what's to come in the in the first episode, where they're not to spoil anything, but they're out on a boat, and you know it's bit motel. They're they're, they're dumping a body. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, you you can cut that bit out if you think that is too spoilerific. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, they're talking just having dumped this body off off the edge of a boat. It, obviously, that's the perfect time for Norma and Norman to sort of have a little bit of an emotional conversation and reinforce him how much you know they're there for each other and they love each other. Which is one of the really cool bits of this show is that uh, what or what I've seen of it anyway is that they do seem to have that relationship down pat. Yeah. But uh, the, there's a line there where he goes, uh, "Mother, you're you're everything to me. You're my life. You're this. You're that." And then he goes, "You're myself." Which I thought is that's a really sort of good little reference to the end of uh, to what happens at the end of Psycho. Oh, okay, I can't remember the end of Psycho. Well, I remember the end, but I don't remember the dialogue. It it's not the dialogue; it's just specifically what happens because. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Myself, yeah, he's yeah. impersonating her at the end. Yeah. Sorry to spoil Psycho for everyone. Oh no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like as the seasons go on, it's like the slow change from this really likable um, sort of boy, and you think, oh, oh, it's, you know, like how can this be? And then it's his slowly changes, and he becomes quite scary, mm. and um, yeah. And their relationship is just fantastic, and it's creepily close at times, and and yeah, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic show. I think I've probably spoken about it enough. Yeah, all right, fair, yeah, fair enough. Uh, lots to like about it, and there's new characters. You know, they sort of bring in different aspects of the family, and um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Norman has a, a brother in it, and um, and he's a really great character as well. And becomes a sort of glue, and right? Sort of heart to the show. Oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to continuing with that and seeing where it goes. Yeah. You did sell me on it pretty well last time we discussed this, and 
Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the first episode and yeah. I just haven't had time to catch up with the rest yet. Yeah, I need someone to discuss it with. So. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to crack on with it. <laughs> All right, so um, so I'm talking about, as I said, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. There have been a couple of Dirk Gently series. This is the brand new one, just released by Netflix. And it's... Um, uh, last time we discussed this, I felt I was kind of all over the place in discussing it. I was jumping from topic to topic, it, and to, uh, looking at it again now, I, preparing for this podcast, I thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of prepare a bit more, make sure I know what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think it's gonna be really difficult. It's a really hard show to nail down as one thing. Mm. It's very outlandish. It's very all over the place. It's very strange. It's not structured in the way you'd expect a TV show to be. Um, but all right, to give it to give it the backstory and history, Dirk Gently, for people who haven't read or encountered it before, is uh, it's a Douglas Adams series. The guy who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy also wrote uh, two two and a half books about a character called um, Dirk Gently, who is a holistic detective, and I'll come back to what that is later. But it's kind of a uh, the original sort of concept for the book came from a, a scrapped Doctor Who episode that Douglas Adams wrote ah, called Shader. That and yeah, makes sense because it, it does, does feel it? very Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, so I think they, they actually sort of put together a, an animated version of the episode that he wrote, mm. but when it wasn't actually produced as part of Doctor Who, he spun it off into a novel, changed the, the main character, and um, wrote two books on it. And to be fair, the uh, the show the sh- uh, the show's version of this character is a lot more like Doctor Who than the original Dirk Gently is. Mm. Um, or, or he's no, it's he's interesting. Like the Scottish guys, Doctor Who. Yeah, David Tennant. Uh, yeah, he's there's very much similarities with that. Yeah. Uh, the original Dirk Gently, as uh, sort of portrayed in the novel, is a much older guy who is a goes around wearing trench coats. He's kind of short and fat. And, Okay. Not not very not as outlandish as this new one. Yeah. So so he's probably a bit closer to the older Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Although th- th- I don't think there was ever a short fat Doctor Who in a, tr- uh, a no. trench coat was there. No. 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 Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so Dirk Gently is a holistic detective, and uh, the sort of idea behind that is that. He calls himself a detective who solves the whole crime. He finds the whole person. Uh, and what that actually amounts to in real life is that he doesn't really do any detective work. He just kind of meanders around and things happen to him until he's built up enough knowledge to sort of put things together and solve the case. And that's where it sort of differs from a traditional mystery story in that there's not there's not really much chance of solving the mystery that is presented, especially in the series. In, in both of the books as well, it's very difficult uh, because he's got this completely different viewpoint on things he will take the most random facts and the most random elements of each scene and pin them together and then suddenly come up with the answer at the end yeah which does to be fair it does make the sort of the payoffs a little bit less satisfying i always think that a mystery that you can't solve is innately less satisfying than one you could have if you'd been paying attention properly okay yeah but, you're uh, kind of just along for the ride aren't you yeah you really are yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I'm a 
you've watched it now, did you solve the mystery before Dirk did? No, but I no. I never do that. You um, yeah, and yeah. I just always go along for the ride with mysteries because I find it more fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair. No, I'm <laughs> As I'm, I'm to trying to work it out for myself. Yeah, I know. I've got to dive in and start picking things apart and looking for things and trying uh, to solve it myself. Okay. But that's not really what I got to Dirt Gently for. No. And yeah, to be fair, uh, Dirt Gently is not really sort. I don't. I don't think it's really meant to be a mystery series in the same no. way that Sherlock is. Or it's not for mystery fans. No, no, um, you, you're who not. Like enough. you know, solving the who done it or whatever. Exactly. So what it is is this very sort of character-based piece, and it has some really sort of unique characters as well. It, it it it's not a it's not a restrained show. It is happy to take a character and just bring them out into this sort of really outlandish, really you know, not zany sounds terrible. Uh, I don't no, want to say zany, not but zany, no, no. Um, yeah, it's just kind of off the wall, isn't it? Exactly, that's it. So you've got Dirk himself, who, unlike in the books, is this really sort of energetic. Uh, slightly neurotic kind of guy who kind of just jumps about everywhere like David Tennant used to do in his most manic yeah. Doctor Who moments. And he's he's English or British. He is. Um, which, you know, lends a certain, you know, sort of scatty British sensibility to it, doesn't he? brings that yeah, kind yeah. of um, eccentricity <laughs> that we're yes. known for. That's the word I've been sort of fumbling around. Yeah. <laughs> he's, al- he's also got a really good dress sense, I thought. I really liked his jackets. Like, the- he's he's got a bunch of differently different primary coloured leather jackets. And yeah. he wears like a green one in the third and fourth episode and a blue one in the yeah. fifth or whatever it's it is. It's like a Steve McQueen racing jacket, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I was yeah. watching it and I think, I really wish I could pull one of those jackets off. Like yeah, you, they are cool. They are cool. I think you have to be pretty skinny to pull those off, otherwise you just look ridiculous. But yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of leather. I'd, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to be able to do that. So, yeah. He's a really interesting character. He does end up kind of feeling ancillary to the rest of the show. He he doesn't really need to be there because by the premise of his character, he just wanders around into scenes where things are already happening. Yeah. So and, if I mean, what I like about him is from like a writing perspective, he is um, like the plot structure guide. Yeah. He really liked, especially the first episode he's basically trying to open the door of no return that elijah wood has to step through to be part of the adventure yeah oh yeah absolutely (laughs) on the hero's journey which i really liked that it was kind of self-referential and knowing from a sort of writer's perspective he was constantly saying you know you just have to follow these things and you know you have to these things keep happening to you and you need to follow it he was just like well no i don't and i'm leaving (laughs) now (laughs) yeah Walking away. <laughs> that, yeah, that is really good. He, yeah, he's he's very much just a constant call to adventure. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, like, come on. All the time, even towards the end of uh, season one, and I thought that was um, mm. yeah, really nice bit of knowing writing. And, and that does does sort of come back at the end as well. Is that uh, I'm, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, mm. but you find out why he was doing that. It's not really made clear in the first yeah. sort of five or six episodes, yeah. and then. At the end, you realise, oh, there is a very good reason for what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, even though I, what I, I I felt like he 
if you go back and watch it again, he doesn't really act like that's what ha- what's happened. No. Like, he doesn't act the way you would, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Can't but discuss that too much without... No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is the trouble with those <laughs> yeah. kinds of plots, but... Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I really loved Elijah Wood. I mean, he's always very watchable, and yeah. it's great to see him again. And he's like, he gets to use his gorgeous furrowed brow, <laughs> which I notice when he's not in films is very unfurrowed. Actually, yeah. he always seems to be quite a happy, smiley kind yeah. of person. Um, but yeah, his lovely sort of angsty kind of Frodo face was was back yeah. kind of all the time because he's a he's a <laughs> a major loser um, yeah, at absolutely. the beginning and there's kind of his life's at a very low ebb and everything kind of sucks and then he meets Dirk and it just gets worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, um, yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant. He's great in it because he's just like, just leave me alone. Um, yeah, yeah, I really liked him. Yeah, character. absolutely. And yeah, again, he sort he sort of wrong foots you. Like he start he he's basically the protagonist of the series, whereas Dirk is you know sort of the the driving force behind him. Yeah. Uh, but it, the the show sort of wrong foots you at the beginning by sort of casting him as this really down on his luck, really sort of yeah beaten on ca- uh, character. And, and as the like series proge- progresses. Yeah, you, you find out a bit more about him. You find out that maybe he kind of deserves what's happening to him in a, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Without spoiling anything, we can't no, I'm not say spoiling anything. anything more than that because that is a big reveal. Like yeah, yeah, I'm what, not saying Like how that. he's got to where he is. Like, yeah, oh yeah, God. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it is hinted at early on that there, there are lots of so he he gives a lot of just yeah. sort of look glances and he looks at his feet when certain things are mentioned. Yeah. And then. When that yeah. comes out, that's a really sort of yeah. quite explosive thing in the in the context of the show. Yeah, it's yeah. really difficult to talk about this show because there's loads of cool stuff in it that you don't really want to reveal, like his no, sister no. and um, she has this kind of medical condition, and yeah. it's just really cool the first time you see it and you don't know what's going on and everything. Yeah. So I don't really want to. <laughs> saying it's about it but it becomes really central and mm-hmm. um yeah loads of cool ideas and yeah. then there's the um the assassin um yeah but yeah but yeah uh who is a who i really like this character i thought she was a really sort of yeah good not really a counterpoint but a sort of alternative read on dirk so yeah. Uh, so whereas Dirk is a holistic detective, Bart considers herself a holistic assassin. She yeah. is a she is a killer, but she feels that she is driven by the universe. And like she's got the great line where she goes, uh, "Yeah, whoever I kill, that is retrospectively my target. The universe has driven me to do that." Yeah. And uh, so both of these characters have sort of the same relationship with the the partner characters that they have on the show, which is where yeah. in in the beginning they're like, "Oh, okay, that's." That's not really a thing. the The universe doesn't really do that. And as you get later on, that they both, they, it's got this really nice structure where mm. Elijah Wood's character and oh, sorry, what's the other, what's the other guy's name? I can't remember the black uh, guy who's with the assassin. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his I character can't even name. See him on the cast list, which is a bit. No, no. <laughs> rude. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, neither of the black people are on the cast list until you like really drill down, which is yeah, very rude. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I oh, well. can't remember his name. Um, but they both well, anyway, have this kind of epiphany, don't they? This kind of yeah, realization that and yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's done. It's done in such a way that they do it one scene after the other. Yeah, and in parallels. The, yeah, I re- that. That sort of falls off towards the end of the show, but in the first few episodes, there's some really good bits where they will show a conversation between um, Dirk and uh, and Todd, mm. and then they will cut to another scene with Bart and... Oh, God, now I've got to look up the character's name. Well, it doesn't matter. Bart All right, and her enough. sidekick. Bart and her... Yeah, he, does, he doesn't really contribute much to the show other than that, does he? <laughs> like, no, I th- he's funny. I thought he was really funny. I liked him. Ah, uh, yes, he is. And then he comes in at the end, doesn't he? He is really useful at the end. Yeah. So he does need to be there. He's not a surplus to requirements character. No. Um, in fact, none of them are, which is really great. I like the way they're all sort of brought in and they're all there for a reason. Um, yeah. It was really cool. And um, the only thing I I didn't really like the actress um, who played uh, Bart. I don't know. I just wasn't convinced by her growly voice. And yeah, I just I didn't. I really liked the character, but yeah, I didn't. I wasn't kind quite convinced by the casting. Um, I, I thought the I, way she looked was good and everything, but just the way she sounds it just didn't sound natural to her fair enough it sounded like they'd said oh she needs to have a gruff voice and she'd done her best (laughs) yeah i don't i i didn't feel that so much i i i bought her as she was i thought she's um yeah we were discussing this before but she's played by fiona duriff who is uh the uh, the daughter not the son uh The daughter of uh, Brad Dourif from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Lord of the Rings and uh, a couple of episodes of Voyager, um, and and the, they see they seem to go for similar roles. They go for the the, the very offbeat, very yeah. sort of strange person. And uh, yeah, no, I thought thought she was um, I thought she was a really interesting character. It was always interesting and watchable whenever yeah, she sh- showed up. She, yeah, she is. She is. Um, she is a great character. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good show, and I really liked the uh, the climax and the yeah. And um, we haven't talked about Farrah as, as well, so we haven't. She is the, the also other really black good. character in uh, in the show, and she's I mean she's absolutely beautiful to look she, at. Oh, she really is. She's like a sort of ebony statue. She's gorgeous, and mm. uh, it's like really cool um, hair. Um, but yeah, she's a really cool character because she's always just like. Oh, this dirt guy is a fool. Yeah. <laughs> I just, she's like the straight woman, isn't she, basically, yeah. to, to them. But then she's got this uh, kind of mental health issue, sort of, she kind of talks to herself and is like talking herself down. She's obviously been traumatised in some way. Well, she's been, clearly been traumatised because we first find her, like, um, yeah, handcuffed to a bed. to a bed. Yeah, but but <laughs> she seems kind of sort of gung ho and sort of enough to deal with that. So something else has happened, and yeah, she kind of talks to herself and has these moments, and um, so I think there's obviously more to come out about her. Is she in the books? 
that character. Uh, no, uh, apart from Dirk, I don't think any of the characters on oh, the show okay. are in the books. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There are some really great characters. Um, yeah. Lo- yeah. Lots of great things that it would be a shame to... I loved the police, um, uh, the pair, the... Estevez and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I loved them. I thought they were so great. <laughs> they were, they were a yeah. lot. And I, 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 I now I'm not going to talk about Estevez because the only, the only time that the, the the thing I was going to talk about just comes into play at the end. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, um, yeah, we can't really say yeah. much more because it sounds like we're just saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> at this show, but it really would spoil it if um, we did. It's mm. just yeah, it's just a really good, yeah. fun light yeah entertainment urban fantasy basically but very well done yeah i mean i really enjoyed it i'm i I think there were some some flaws with it but i i I was never bored watching it yeah Um, i mean it was sometimes i felt the jokes fell flat Um, yeah yeah the thing with the uh sort of military guy and the sort of dorky kind of muscle head like some of those jokes just fell flat or they repeated a joke that was funny once and did it like three times. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I felt like they were trying to do sort of Joss Whedon style dialogue that just didn't work. Um, there is a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I think they should stick to their own style and not have to do the sort of Whedon speak. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the, the, there's sort of some DNA that from uh, Joss Whedon stuff. I think there is some influence of Douglas Adams in there. There, there are some ter- Douglas Adams also has a very unique way of writing, a very mm-hmm. unique set of turns of phrase, and they uh, they sort of adopt some of that in in this show. But as it's a kind of American produced show and it's got a very different energy to the books, the mm-hmm. Douglas the, the lines that are most notably Douglas Adams lines. They don't work quite as well. The, uh, those lines tend to work in a more of a British context. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So, I yeah. haven't read any Douglas Adams. So. No, oh, well, you really should. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're never on um, literature degree as reading uh, lists. You know, not? that's the sort of time that you read Douglas Adams, isn't it? Yeah, when you're on, like at school and at uni and stuff. And yeah, I was always reading. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Something yeah. else. So that's why I kind of miss those kind of, some of those geek <laughs> culture books. I think. But um, oh, we haven't talked about the bad guys either. Who are... No, I. Yeah, I mean there is. A, it's there's almost a. It's almost like a. You know the quirkier um, X Files episodes. It's almost like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I think he's the 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 main sort of antagonist, uh, Gordon Rimmer. I think is is really kind of it, he's not a particularly great character, but I think what they do with him in this show is really interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else? There is a uh, I could talk about it all day because it's loads of fun things. Yeah, and there's lots of just little bits in it on, that stand on their own and are really yeah. fun to watch. But um, it would be spoiler-tastic. Yeah. So I think we so should leave people to hopefully watch it, and maybe yeah, absolutely. after season two we can uh, um, go into it a bit more. Maybe yeah. see what they do next. When is uh, season yeah. two? I don't know. I don't think they've actually announced it yet. They definitely oh. trailed for it, but okay. and I'd imagine that they're going to because uh, yeah, it seems quite Netflix popular are producing from it. Yeah. I, from what I can gather. 
the buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a good show that is unique enough to, even if you don't like it as that much, even if it's not a great show, I think it's interesting and unique enough that it's worth watching eight yeah. episodes of just to see where it goes. Yeah. I, pre- it's, I prefer it to Doctor Who, which I think has become a bit tired. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're definitely going for different things. But, yeah, uh, but I think they could... Um, it's definitely a crossover audience there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More, so, more so with the sort of um, original ap- adaptations in the, uh, the the British TV series. Oh, really? feels a lot more... It, it feels sort of like a cross between Doctor Who and Sherlock. Uh, mm, which is, okay, more detective yeah. 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 This, the the, bu- the books don't get the TV Doctor series. Doctor Who meets X Files. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, episode of X Files. What? Yeah, one one of the better silly episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I like uh, like the Where Man. That is my favorite X Files episode ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh wait, is that the uh oh, that, that from the new series? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Oh my god, I loved that. Yeah. Dave hated it. He was like, oh, that was just stupid. It? Oh, that's <laughs> like, what? No, genius. That was... That was the best episode of the new one. That was. It was. That, I mean, that's not hard because the new yeah. one was bad. But. All right. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was uh, the episode written by Darren Morgan, I think, and what, like he he did a couple of those in the original series as well, where he just sort of skewered the tropes yeah. of the X Files, and he just does it so well. He's yeah. joyful. In and it. it had what's his name from Flight of the Concords. So. Oh yeah, um, Reese Darby yeah. and uh, right, Camille yeah. Nanjiani from Silicon Valley, which, who was also really good. Uh, okay, I didn't watch that, but oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, so we're going way off track. Yeah, so the third thing we're talking about today yeah. is the X Files. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just one specific episode. <laughs> oh no, I could definitely do a whole podcast on how much I love the X Files. I know you could, yeah. but you're yeah. like. 20 years too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what everyone says when I tell them I like the X-Files. Just, what do you watch it's that like, for? Yeah, where like... were you in 1998? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, was in. I think that's it. I think that is it. I think... Uh, Those are our TV obsessions for now. Yep. And uh, Yeah, go out and watch them. Uh, you can watch um, Bates Motel on... Um, I think it airs on uh, A and E. I'm not that familiar with American Network, so I don't know what yeah, that is. But no, it's on Netflix, and I think uh, Dirt Gently aired on BBC America before mm. it it came to Netflix. But yeah, they're both on Netflix. You can mm-hmm. go out and watch them on yep. that. And uh, I mean, I highly recommend both. Yeah. And before we go, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. It really helps the show. It We're does. On iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, we are on YouTube, we are on GameIndustry.com, yep. and all those good things. You, you can, can catch me on Twitter at Shella Ramanan. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you like the uh, podcast, please sort of tell your friend, recommend it to people, spray paint our URL on walls with spray paint, <laughs> and yeah, if you, want many. To, if you want to pay for like bus advertising, yeah, we're, like, we'd, we'd totally love cool with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and with that, until yeah. next time, Drew. Cheerio. Cheerio.